going on? What's happening? We're um, over here with Timmy Roman. Yo, yo. Is that cool to call you Timmy, right? Absolutely. It's Sean? Absolutely. Right. We're in uh, Edgewater, New Jersey. Been hanging out. Um, we're going to get into something here. Who knows where it's going to go? We'll figure it out as it goes. Um, it's a cool showroom. If you're in the area, you should come by check it out. Thank you. Showroom sure. is cool. You like it? He, yeah. This guy's messing with drawers. I keep playing with the drawers. Yeah. <laughs> He's I was just about. told not to show my wife any of these. They're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> It'll cost you. It'll cost you. It'll cost some money, huh? Yeah. No, don't do it. I mean, you can do it. I, I would suggest doing it. And then you'll be getting like packages on the front porch. Yeah. We got no. new cabinets. No. <laughs> like, Tim, I was on the phone with Tim yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. That's anyway, right. all right. So um, let's, uh, I guess, go into what it is that you do. Uh, so we uh, started as a design and build company, uh, specializing in high end kitchen bathroom remodels. Um, in and outside of the New York City area, mostly concentrating in high-end work, high-rises, modern design. And now we've morphed into more of a distribution company where we're just sales and some design services and really no more uh, renovations. So we are an importer wholesaler specifically for the development market, builders, architects, designers, trade only. So our showroom is by appointment only. You can't really walk off the street. And um, we're trying to scale that now on a national level. We're in Boston. We're trying to open the California market and so on and so forth. And that's kind so of the gist of what we do. Now, basically. Yeah, basically. Exactly. So like the typical run-of-the-mill person couldn't come in here and buy something, or could they do that by appointment? They could. We really try not to. The idea behind going B2B was to eliminate the customer service. That is usually a, a very thick layer in the retail end of things. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody comes off the street, they're... You know, it could be an hour for them to look at a kitchen faucet right. versus an hour with a developer would translate into a totally different transaction. You know, right, ROI he knows what he's looking for. Exactly. Everything. And it's just, you know, most likely when you're talking wholesale, you know, you're talking usually a new construction project. So you're getting the kitchen, the bathrooms, the plumbing, the tile, the hardwood, you know. So the transaction is 100x the size usually of a retail, you know, so if someone wanted to walk off the street, would really vet them first and see if maybe they're attached to a builder right, and right, see right. if we could go that route, but usually not. So you guys supply like all finishes? Absolutely. So we started with, uh, we uh, spent a lot of time in Europe, literally going factory to factory to see who we could find that isn't here already. Mm -hmm. So we signed an exclusive agreement with a Spanish company, which is the kitchen that you guys are standing in right now. And uh, they gave us the rights for United States. So, you know, we're basically are not going to be competing against ourselves. So we have complete control. Kitchens is our biggest, um, I think, product line. And then we have bathroom vanities. We have plumbing fixtures. We have tile. We now just got into hardwood flooring. Literally yesterday signed a contract with a door company and on and on and on. The goal is to really be a one-stop shop or at least 60 to 70 percent of finishes of, you know, any new construction project under one roof, you know, B2B. So that's kind of the goal. So you plan on going like all finishes, period, at yeah. that point. Like that's where you want to go, right? Yeah. You're not going to supply like lumber and stuff, but no, you want to no, no. go... Like from decorative finishes, yeah, correctly. everything yeah. concentrated on kitchen and bath. I wouldn't go that far. No, um, I no. think like hard fixtures. So, okay. um, it, we would probably stop at door hardware. 
you know, like but decorative you would do door like light hardware. Fixtures and stuff uh, like that lighting nature, is a no? tough, tough industry, but possibly maybe doing something I'm just very specific. Doing the yeah, yeah, radar yeah. Semi, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Possibly. Okay, that's cool. So why did you decide this was it? To uh, the distribution side. Yeah. Um, to be blunt, you know the 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 money. You know, it was just a no brainer. You know, when we started the design and build company, you know, one thing I always like to say is numbers don't lie. And you know, every time we look at the 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 invoices over year over year, you know, two years that we were really trying to test things out, you know, the the money we were making off the material side was almost catching up to the money that we were making off the renovation side. And you know, the market speaks, and you know, we listened. And if you really you know, step back and not only look at the numbers, but look at the time that's involved in a renovation versus just selling someone something. I mean, you can't compare those, you know, you have to become someone's best friend for two months. You know, you're their therapist, you're their babysitter, you're their cleaning lady, you're everything, you know, it's tough. It's not for everyone. It's not a background that I have. I literally got into construction just to make money, just so I can make enough cash flow so I can do this. This was really the goal always. Um, and I just couldn't find any other way. It just so happened that... Well, that was the way to get your face in the market. Exactly, in the marketplace, you know? get yeah. experience, understand the mm -hmm. contractor's mindset, their know pain what points. Looking for. Yeah. Exactly, really know behind the scenes, really, you know, really taste it and, you mm -hmm. know, like, you know, start from the back door, as they say. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is why we really are pushing now this side of things. It's a no-brainer. You know, it, it, it literally has zero limits you know we now have a client in trinidad and tobago you know we're specifying something in miami we have a project you know in la so there's really no limit because you know we're not tied to a geographic location you mm -hmm. know because it's service mm -hmm. and also you know the service industry some can argue is scalable but i mean it's either you're a local builder or you're toll brothers right or tishman there's really nobody in between so it's really hard to scale that's just a sign of it's extremely hard to scale and what we do is very easy to scale. You know, you just got to sell more and that's it. And then the rest will follow, you know, more showrooms, more locations, more satellite reps and that sort of thing. That's cool. I didn't know that. So how do you, how you, what's your marketing plan to do that? Like, where do you, where do you, what type of marketing are you going to do to get that out? On the national level? Yeah. Um, when I first started, I really... I saw Instagram as a huge opportunity because, you know, we're a visual company. We have a, a visual product. Yeah. Instagram is global. It's awesome. Yeah, it's easy to kind of slide in someone's DM, you know, if you will. Yep. Um, especially because our page is so attractive. It's almost like pull marketing versus push marketing. So we're like, people are coming to us. And then when we say hello, it's a lot more natural. Um, so Instagram has been amazing for us. Literally, I would say 90% of the business that goes through this showroom is all from Instagram wow. or stemmed from Instagram. So that is my biggest. I run a ton of ads. You know, I spend thousands of dollars on ads, you know, ad campaigns. On Instagram? Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're now starting to do LinkedIn um, because we're B2B yeah, again. So it's easy perfect. to penetrate architects, developers, builders. Um, but Instagram's the biggest. So I think we're just going to go harder, stronger, and... Our goal for 2017, end of, I mean, 2018, beginning of 2019, is to have a content, a full-time content team in-house. So someone will be producing just video, someone will be producing audio, you know, written word and content at scale, basically, <clears throat> to attract architects, builders, designers, and host mm -hmm. events, and really just become like that that source almost that 
people want to stick to and they're like those guys just get it done they're always in the limelight they're always you know at the trade shows mm -hmm. you know traveling to factory so that's our marketing plan is to really put that image out there and then it just comes naturally you and know? it's driven by you yeah yeah definitely i mean that's really my strongest the, the reason why we've got this far is my love for marketing and how far i've uh took um have went how far I've went about learning how to be a good salesman, you know, and learning the craft of, of salesmanship on a high end level where you're, you know, able to comfortably close, you know, trip. Yeah. Really big numbers, Massive you know, number. exactly. Because now we're doing, you know, hotels, 300 units. And right, yeah, first time you get an invoice like that across your desk, you're like, I, right, what, what? Is Hell yeah. Like, let me yeah. make sure. Yeah. On. Yeah. You want me to I, add this? Like, let, me, yeah. let me, let me add this up real fast. Make sure we're, yeah. if I'm off by zero or right, something, an, there's a huge problem. Exactly. So let me, let me look at this again. Yeah. It's like, this is in dollars, right? <laughs> were we talking about rubles? Yeah. But, uh, yes, I mean, the marketing is really, I think all about social today for us and we're just putting more money I mean, into it the website is definitely a huge one for us we don't forget about that we get some business from house but it's a lot that's more of a service platform than anything else it's also like i feel like the new age is, is social because people want that personability you know what i mean like yeah they want. so you your clients I mean? are hit you're hitting them up or are they coming after you on a dm uh, first, it was us aggressively going, but very casual. So we would not just kind of go in for the clothes like 19-year-old dude, right, yeah. on a first date. We would really, like, follow each other back and forth. Yeah. and like, Want to go to my room? Yeah. yeah like, like, no. Like, yep. hey, what's up? There's some doing? spiked lemonade yeah, for right. you. <laughs> follow me. Yeah. You know, so we didn't do any of that, just, like, aimlessly tagging people, like, all of those phishing, spamming sort of techniques. Yeah. The one thing that really first put us on a map is I had this campaign of t-shirts. You know, you have one, Kurt, where you know, it was I, a designer. I didn't get that from your little spam campaign. Yeah. I got that in there. Exactly. But That's that, the OG. Yeah, I got the OG like leftover look. Nobody took this one. You want it? <laughs> oh, you want a white one too? Just so oh, happens it fit the size. White joint. What's up? That's it. I That's had it set shirt. aside from you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that was a neat little trick because we just gave those out. You know, a lot of people, even contractors, it's funny, I find it strange when they sell their own merch like yeah, that's, that's kind of weird in my opinion uh, yeah, right. uh, just yeah uh you know i wouldn't never do that i mean unless we were like apple or something or you know someone we were like yeah abc construction's like the best i want to rep it you know but anyway so we gave these shirts out and i think i spent like two to three thousand over the course of that campaign but it got our instagram not only to the following but to the engagement because that sticks you know just randomly giving someone something not expecting anything in return and then six months later casually asking them if they could jump on the phone so you could maybe tell them how you could save them money sounds like a natural sales transaction yeah. versus a car dealership we were like close yeah. now 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 that's the, the long game exactly the, so we're the right game exactly so we're playing the long game for sure we're really about establishing relationships same with our customers just like we are with our vendors as you could notice around you in the showroom it's not cluttered at all so we only have one to two to three max of vendors for each category so it'll be two to three plumbing distributors two to three tile distributors and you know that keeps our operation very tight and that we look good in front of our vendors because we show loyalty our customers see that look it's the same company over and over you know that's really how we look at it okay does that pose any problems, like on, um, like, uh, 
you know, sort of like spanning everything, or do you pretty much fill that gap well? You mean what, only using three vendors is what I'm saying. Oh, like does that cover the yeah, gamut? Cover oh, everything? yeah. Well, we from day one, you know, we wanted to be very niche, and we're very clear about that message. We're I think a it's the right move. mid just... to high end only. We deal with what I push through our marketing, which is on Instagram and stuff. European mostly products, which people you know today know. We have this thing called internet. They, are, you know, they they're not stupid. They know it's a, it's an expensive product. So we naturally don't attract a Kohler buyer, a Moen buyer, a Delta no, buyer. I mean, you know, like not lower end. This anyway. Exactly. So it's yeah. natural. You know, it's kind of like when you walk into a Bentley dealership, you almost don't talk about the price. You're like, right this way, Mr. Johnson. Would you like that champagne? Right. That Bentley Continental is waiting for you. How did that ride go? You're not talking about, well, listen, man, I'll give you this deal no, today. You can't, you know? No. So that's the lane <laughs> so we're in. We got a, we got a deal for you. Listen, this <laughs> buy one Bentley Scratching and you. Scratching yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, exactly. the dog like kind of jumped on it last night. <laughs> There's a scratch on the front fender. Yeah, you're, you're We're taking 50 grand off. Like that'll never happen. No. Yep. This is, this is my favorite. I like that one. Oh yeah, that's a cool design. Yeah. Which the offset one? drawers. Yeah. With the grain matching. Yeah. Book matching like that. Yeah, that one's cool. That one does really well. Sweet. How long ago did you get those one made? That is, that? Oh, so that is a Spanish company um, that is, you know, 100% made in Spain. Um, that is a laminate. That's vanity. the place you went to not too long ago, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That was to secure kind of that relationship yeah, and really show them that we're serious. We toured the factory. It was amazing. It was a fun. Oh, man, it was amazing. To like really get to see it, you really start to understand why things cost what they cost. Oh, you know, it's like, you know, if you were to go to a car factory, you'd probably, you know, feel the same way. But that's <laughs> a really good looking vanity for sure. That's yeah, cool. I, like it. I can dig it. I can dig it. So what's um <clears throat> sort of in the works for Timmy? In the works. Yeah. Um like, what do you think be thinking about doing this year? The next move right now, I think, immediate is uh well kind of at the same time. We're thinking about how quickly we can open the markets that we're going after. <coughs> um so the first one being we just <coughs> just opened up Boston. So we finally have a representative on the ground in Boston. Um, I was just in LA last weekend. We were looking to really aggressively open that market because it's really, it's not as, comp nowhere near as competitive as it is up here. And there's just really a huge void why that needs is, to be filled. Why is that? It's very slow down there, you know, and it's, you know, everyone's expectations are so low. So when you come with that East Coast, New York, like, let's do this, thing. let's do this, let's get it done. And everyone knows we're the most competitive up here because guys like me, there's 10 of us in New York City, you know, so it's a little different. Naturally, the people that we're going to be working with are going to be aggressively priced because we are wholesalers. And everyone knows that about the East Coast, right? That's where you get the deals. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even heard some guys shipping molding down to California from East Coast because because it was like such a huge price difference. So like you could just imagine like if someone's eating the logistic cost on getting mm -hmm. molding shipped across the country, there's got to be some opportunities. Yeah. And plus, you know, as we know it, that area is very wealthy. That state's been doing very well. And, you know, people are really looking, you know, a lot of these people, this is their pied-à-terre. This is their second or third home, you know. So mm -hmm. it's like it really works for us. That's our client. You know, it speaks to us. So I think L.A. is next. And then we really want to go. Um, I heard amazing things about the Seattle market. Um, you know, a lot of tech is there now, I think Amazon and Facebook, I believe, you know, so there's just like a ton of demand on condo development and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Plus uh, they're like Denver is another place yeah, that we're really generation. aggressively yeah, looking like at, um, you know, because there's just really no business model like ours. So we're 
essentially very different even for a New York model because as far as I know, and maybe someone could reach out and let me know otherwise, but there isn't any company that is doing this kind of product that is only for the trade. Every company that we compete against, 60 or 70% of their business comes from retail. And then 20 or 30% is a little department with an outside sales rep that really isn't giving those developers the attention that they need. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the deliveries are still going in the same van with 17 stops in one day, you know, and the developers are never getting their stuff on time. You can't reach the reps because they're just taking care of so much. Right. And they didn't get paid and they don't care about you called them and... You know what I mean? They never get back to you. Exactly. I doubt it. We're kind of like, we're looking at this as like the wolf of kitchens and baths approach, right? Just young well, guys on the block, hungry, and we really pay our reps. So for example, to give you an idea, you know, we, we have a 60-40 split with the house if you're a rep for Imperial. That's unheard of in our industry. So if $100 is made on a fixture, they make you 40. take $40 home. That is unheard of in our industry, you know, mm -hmm. because we're really looking to scale this fast and looking to really look for. That's how you do it. In about a, two years, I would start looking for outside investment to really scale it, you know, on a national level and really put flagship showrooms mm -hmm. and really mm -hmm. let people know we're here to stay. But at first, we need to prove that concept to an investor, even right. for an angel seed round. Yeah, you know, but you that's that's the plan the in short. How get do you? How do you look at? So you said you're in Boston. How do you go about finding somebody? to staff that office how do you find the location like what's how do you which what 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 are you looking for in boston yeah so we are kind of hacking it a little bit but not really so most of the times when developers are dealing b2b they very rarely need a showroom to turn to a lot of transactions believe it or not are done just through email you know these guys are sending us a plan Wait, they want we're this. sending them some pictures and yep. they're like yeah that sounds great looks great it's in stock let's go these right. developers and builders to our favor are bottom of the spreadsheet guys you know that's all they care about they don't care about going to the showroom spending two hours because if two hours he's not spending on the job side and moving his guys that's that's two hours he lost of production time and that's mm -hmm. where he makes his money okay. so we are capitalizing on that and they really don't care whether there's a showroom or not. So we're hacking it by getting a virtual sort of representation in the, in the market. So we would get someone in Boston that we would interview. Usually we probably stem from Instagram. You know, they're a fan of ours. We'll right, go right, back right. and forth. Awesome. And then we would present the deal, like the split that we do. And we actually cultivate the business for them. Like, if they want to, because right, they're writing off for your like advertising. Exactly, like exactly. That, right? If they want to, they could go out and really get their own Hustle. business. Right. But we will do that for you because we're not stopping. Like we're not going to be a company that depends on their sales reps. Right. You know, we have we will have a true interior sales force. Whether you're a sales rep or not, so you could come and go as you wish. You're not going to stop the house. You know, and we'll. Mm -hmm. I'll never be. Uh, the goal behind that is I've worked as a sales rep. And I've seen what kind of damage it does to a company when the top sales rep leaves. So I've realized that I will never let that happen in my business. I will never let someone have that kind of leverage over something that took me this long yeah, to build. No. And, you know, yeah, no. so we're kind of hacking it by just literally not having a showroom first. And then once that market starts doing What's well it and it proves itself, yeah. boom, then we'll come Yeah. And we can and really need 1500 square feet, 2000 square feet. You know, we're not going to need these first floor storefront locations. Yeah, no, no, you know, you we could be off the beat. Path, yeah, because yeah. right. we're bringing clients to us. You right. know, we're not. You're not. Again, we're not it's, attracting street. Right, it's contractor yep. or you know 
developer or whatever you want to label that as coming in here. It's not right. You can be in the backyard as long as it looks cool. They can check it out. That's exactly. all that matters, right? Yep. Well, so you think you can find a really good rep just through Instagram, or you've been successful doing so that? far? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right now we literally have a relationship that cultivated through Instagram. Um, we went out there. They came out here. We did that thing for a couple of months, nice. and then it just works. You know, I mean, people are people. I think. You know, it would have been much harder five, six years ago. You know, people are approachable now because of these social platforms, because you could literally just approach someone and say, hey, I know this is kind of strange, but you want to talk, get on the phone. Nine will say no, but one will say yes. And we do that. Honestly, even nowadays, I think like probably like maybe three of them people might say yes yeah yeah it's getting yeah it's becoming better and better and easier and easier so before it was like it's so weird to use that platform to communicate because it was like looking at your kids pictures and people posting food and it was like oh my god get over it you know but now there's so much business mixed in and personal and just real life everything yeah it's just becoming transparent like this is just everyday everyday stuff in your in your marketing um, do you do a lot of videos on Facebook or is it, is it more, is it videos, Facebook and pictures, Instagram? How do you split that up? Uh, we just now starting to do more video aggressively cause it costs that much more to produce obviously and do it right. Um, but we've been testing with images first. That was very successful, um, to target specific product categories. We've launched two video campaigns recently. Like we usually A and B test everything. Okay. Um, so we had like an animated commercial and then an actual commercial and like the animated one did better. I saw that one. You know? But, <laughs> yeah. So like, it's weird. So we keep testing things, but once we like see what bites, we go all in. So goal is to really amp that up this year, but I don't, I don't think we do enough of it. We should be doing on Instagram stories. I try to kind of fill that void with videos by showing people a behind the scene look into the company and like us working, us working on some specs, visiting a client job site. Like today mm-hmm. we were making some templates for a developer for a vanity, you know, like stuff like that. Cool. But we should really now turn that into professional curated con- video content and push at scale but uh it's just you know only so many hands and so many hours in one day right and so like your demographic that you're targeting um is going after the builders how do you find that on Facebook. Instagram, yeah. Instagram. How, are you get, how are you creating your audience? Um, so the best way is well, one again, the the image. You know, you have to reverse engineer the client that you're looking for. You have to reverse engineer their perfect vendor, what? and we just paint yeah. that picture you're every that day. Okay. And so we want to make sure that our main feed just looks like a well curated portfolio and speaks about everything that we do. You know, whether it's the Instagram story highlights that says, "Hey, we do developers. We work with developers. Look at the big project we're working on." Um, you know, look at the plumbing that we do or Instagram stories. Once you have that image and you consistently keep that every day, it's very easy to attract people, you know, because then I could just easily reach in, you know, reach out to someone via DM and just say, Hey, I would love for you to check out our, no, actually I would just say something like, would love to jump on the phone for five to 10 minutes. Obviously before they do that, they're going to check us out and that's getting them kind of warmed up. So it's, we find, we find that it's been very natural and easy for us to just interact with people on Instagram, like directly. It is. I I, I find it easier. Yeah. I'm usually the fan of the video. I mean, in his, in his, what he tells me is that he doesn't want a customer who doesn't know how to use a cell phone. So they're not his customer automatically. That they're, they're not on Instagram. And they can't communicate the proper way. They're not a good client. Well, not necessarily Instagram. It's just like people will tell me like, well, you know, 
the extremely wealthy people are the ones that are super old and don't want to use a computer. And I was like, well, honestly, I don't even want to deal with that client because it's a headache. You know, you have to talk on the phone. I'm I'm a fan of talking on the phone, but if I'm forced to always do that, it's a loss to me because it's like I'm losing here. Because right. if I need to be on a job site, and maybe I can just only send you an email or send you a mm-hmm. text message. I don't have time for an hour long conversation because you talk forever. Or you, know or what you mean? don't. The customer that's like, can you mail that? You know, mail that proposal. Yeah. To me? Like what? No. Yeah. yeah. I'll send it over. You can look at it in an good? email. Um, or... You can sign it and <laughs> then send, send it back. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll sign off on it. And we're oh, good. I get it. I get it. I, I have builders that are. You know, I have one guy that's fairly old, and you know, he's literally just like will refuse to read anything I send him via email. So you know what I do? I just I know he texts this because he he'll text me. So I'll literally take a picture of every single page <laughs> and send him a. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it probably works now, it right? works and then for guys like him you know if you send him something to sign you can't expect him to go to the office print it out sign it scan it and then email that back to you that is never happening you gotta so go you got you gotta hack down. it no you got you got platforms like DocuSign for example right, we yeah, use yeah. you know brokers use that all the time believe me when these people say they're not on social they're just not inviting you to social even at the highest level of 60 70 80 year olds they're on facebook looking at their grandkids is just knowing what channel they feel most comfortable with you know we usually probe that in the beginning right but i'm talking about he's talking about the people that are so old that they don't even like technology oh yeah there's nothing to do and i tell him well i don't care how much money they have because the amount of annoyance and problems i'm gonna have to deal with i don't even want to deal with it so for sure sure. it's not me like yeah it's inconvenience at this point time is the asset and you know it's a, it's, it. it's a loss. You know them people are usually a pain in the bones. <laughs> That's kind of judgmental, but all right. <laughs> sure. Stop, stop, dude. Come on, guys. The person that's like, I don't want to use electronics because they're the devil are usually a pain in the so ass. We're, and we're, but we're you know, on the retail. We're on the you know the consumer side, the client side, where it's a different than B2B. Right. So it's a, oh, little, for sure. it's a lot different when you have to vet a customer who – you have to vet many more customers than oh, you yeah. have an over – you know, a customer coming back to you over and over again. Yeah. So you can really build a relationship with that. For sure. And also on your end of things, you know, you're really at the mercy of their every decision, you know? So you have to find the cadence and the right candor and everything a to lot, like... A lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you got to over, over about? With, like, I'm not your normal... So like... It needs to be known, and you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's and everyone just has their own lane. You know what I mean? Of course, absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. I just find that that's going to be the easiest route. Definitely, I agree. I don't know. This is what it is, right? For sure. So, what do you do when you're not doing work? When I'm not doing work, that's very rarely happens. Uh, that's funny like you bring that, that up. Actually, yeah, <laughs> Monday. Um, the only time I really get away is the past two years haven't been much vacations, but this Monday I'll be going to a country called Azerbaijan. It's actually uh, partly where my background is from, and they host a Formula One event, and that's really my passion. So that's literally the one time of the year, the one weekend, the one week where I could like really disconnect. So what? What? All right, hold on. When did you like decide that Formula One racing? was your ish like when did that happen uh, since i started since i realized what it was around 10 11 probably watching michael schumacher and you know did, did like being anybody in, in the family watch it and no no it's what, my love for just... cars period since i was a kid like since okay. i remember seeing things and touching things and feeling things you just saw it one day and we're like yeah that's no it, it naturally grew into it because that is the pinnacle of automotive sports you know, that is the top of the food chain. You know, nothing comes close to it. So 
if you know about cars, you know that that's yeah. it. That is the mecca. And, you know, as a kid, you obviously, you know, it's a very high-end event, you know, so it's very, only the elite get to make it out there, unless it happens to be in your home country that you could like maybe drive through and the tickets are not so bad, but usually it's, it's a different race in a different country and there's 19 races a year. So they're traveling all over Europe. So it's very expensive. Um, so every kid growing up that knows about cars knows that that's like the dream to get close to it, to hear them, to mm-hmm. touch them, to take a picture with them. So yeah, it's just been my dream. And now finally, thank God, you know, through... What I, I do now, year. I'm able to. It was tight. It, it was tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually got uh, got to experience that more and more every year now. So I'm so kind of pumped. On Monday, when everyone, you know, maybe someone listens to this Saturday or Sunday, everyone has to hit you on DM while you're. Uh, That's it. I'm away. <laughs> <one. laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, right. You we'll won't be like, able to no, hear. No, it's all right. We'll, like, we'll, we'll, what, what, what you <laughs> We'll be forwarding those DMs to the assistant. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's literally the one week you're not yeah, getting service down. from Tim Rowe. So you'll shut down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that is the one week you're allowed to be like, Tim, that was bad. I'm like, yep, <laughs> totally. Um, everyone's allowed already. that one week, right? <laughs> like, I told sure. you already. I, I got you repaired. You weren't paying attention. That's you know. it. That's <laughs> I mean, we're in fair, to be fair, we do let everyone know um, that, you know, like I'm usually away. And, you know, and again, we're lucky because we're not in retail. So we don't have that everyday hustle and bustle. Wait, you know? Well, you're just letting your clients know, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be out of town. Exactly. I'll be back. Exactly. That's it. Yep, yep. And then, listen, we have number two, which holds things down while I'm away, and that usually gets the immediate questions answered. All calls get forwarded to him while I'm away. I still control the text messages and the emails. So, you know, it's a, it's a team effort, but, you know, I'm blessed that I have good people around me, good help, that I'm able to actually do that in the first place. Okay. Here's a, here's a question kind of like, I don't know. Anyway, so... um so it didn't start out like this, right? Obviously. Do you remember like a point that maybe like something clicked um to where you sort of put the puzzle together? Yeah. Like for the business? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was, was working saying? for a company called Porcelanosa. Okay. Um, you still about, do business with them, don't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, very little, but we do. Absolutely. It's a great company. About five and a half years ago now, I was pretty much at the bottom of my life and, you know, okay. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. And I was literally sleeping on someone's couch for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was in Brooklyn. So I had a job, um, had to get a serious job. And one of the secondly, I was bouncing around a little bit in New York trying to get experience, just testing things out. And it just so happened that I got attracted to this industry because, you know, it was really good and it's really, um, it's really a great market to be in real estate, you know, one way or another. So when I moved back to Jersey, because that's where I'm originally from, I landed on Porcelanosa and I just got attracted to their business model. You know, it was a beautiful showroom, European product, very high end. The atmosphere was very laid back, high end clientele. And right there and then, I just saw it all. I was like, this is what I want, but I only want to handle trade. And it just, I like had this vision of like a showroom in every state, you know, in the main metro cities. And like, now it's just a matter of getting there, you know, it's a city at a time. So that's, I, that was the moment because I got to see what they did right, what they did wrong. But they were making great money, and they have an amazing market share in their industry, in our industry, rather. So they're a good model for me, and that was, I think, the motivation to really do what I do now. Speaking of market. So it's basically because of what you – not bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. You're good. It wasn't anything. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of market, what do you think about this market 
in this area compared to boss compared to like how's the market doing and overall oh here i mean it's not enough not enough developers not enough builders not enough finance i think i mean it's just money's flowing so crazy here right now because we are so close to new york I think city it's like everywhere honestly like yeah i mean i've like i've now been thing. traveling and really looking at markets and using this one as kind of like the standard i mean nothing compares to new york city and the immediate area outside of it it is unlike anything i've ever seen i mean to sell properties off of and rendering that lands in someone's email, like that's insane. You know, someone's paying four, five, six, seven million dollars for a property that they haven't even touched. They haven't even seen the land physically. That's happening here. Mm-hmm. A lot of other places cannot do that. No, I was know? just saying, like everywhere, like everything's like oh doing yeah, yeah. Well. Mar- oh yeah, I'm not absolutely. saying like yeah, dollars everything's, to cents. I'm yeah, saying yeah, everything's yeah. up, but right oh, here it's, oh, a it's whole just different on fire. Game. Yeah, yeah overall, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The real estate market right now is doing great. I mean, yeah. our president obviously has a, a very good background in this business. He owns a good portion of the city. <laughs> Let's not bring that, that dude yeah. up right now because I'll um, start all kinds of problems. Uh, listen, you know what I mean? But no, just, just to, to, to be fair, like th- that market no, is going to be pretty healthy for, for a couple of years at least. Something will be cooking up. As we know, it is always ups and downs, but it's always a good business to be in. Because we are on the higher end of things like New York City market and this area immediate outside of it even the last shakedown wasn't really a shakedown you know it was more of like a slowdown you know Mm -hmm. versus other parts of the country there were tumbleweeds and you know Mm -hmm. empty driveways and for sale signs everywhere so it's it's definitely a great market right here Boston I feel like is really behind I mean right behind New York City meaning like they're they're growing quickly. I mean, I see a ton of development going up there. Miami's overbuilding at this point. LA is talking about finally going vertical. So now, because that of earthquakes, be crazy, right? It's man. a huge issue over yeah. there. They can't really build these skyscrapers mm-hmm. that we have here. But they're thinking about it now because we have the technology and the architecture right. now to be able to, you know, withstand to that. For like yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really interesting to see what's going to happen over the next two to three years. But you know, here it's great for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so for people that would be listening and are looking to do something similar to what you're doing, obviously you want to conquer the world, but at some point they could sneak in there. How do they go about approaching um, a, a manufacturer and cutting a deal? How, do they have to go meet them? What's the, you're like, how do you do that? I mean, the best way, in my opinion, is to really watch Godfather over and over and over and, and take it down to the basics. You know, a good old handshake goes a long way. Looking yeah. someone in the eye and saying, yep. I'm going to come through for you. Mm-hmm. Give me a shot. This is what we had to do. I literally got on a plane. My first ever contract signed. I didn't know how to go about it. So there's two ways, right? If it's a national company in the United States, let's take like Kohler, for example. Mm-hmm. They're going to have, because they're so popular, they're going to have territories, which means that whoever's the biggest showroom in that area, most likely likely you're not going to be able to sell in that area now unless you have a bigger showroom. And that's just the name of the game. So we had to go outside of the box because we're young, we're small. So we went to Europe and try to pick up vendors that weren't really aggressive in our market and literally opened an office in a corporate uh, building Mm -hmm. and made it look like a little showroom. It was about 100 square feet. But we told them from the beginning, hey, we're B2B. You know what I mean? We don't need a showroom. Let us prove to you that this concept worked. This is a brand new concept. So people weren't even like wrapping their head around it. They're like, what? Really? You're only going to sell to builders? I'm like, yep, just 
Could we Trust do business? Me, but do our it. first contract, really, I got on a plane to Spain and I went factory to factory, met some that did speak English, some that didn't. And I said, I'm from New York. That usually gets your foot in the door. Right. And then you say, hey, this is what I do. You just got to be super transparent. Lay it all on the table and don't hold anything back because it's a two-way street. It's not a highway and a bike path. You know, mm-hmm. It's a mutual benefit transaction. And the more they know about you, the more you'll know about them. And whoever gives you the shot in the beginning is going to be usually the guy that will ride it out for you in the end, yeah. you know? And that's kind of our model. Um, you know, that's why we're very exclusive, two to three vendors for each category, because when we do sign a contract, we can promise that exclusivity, the concentration, you know, on the brand. And also, we are pretty good at marketing, so we're kind of doing that for them as well, pushing their brand, introducing it into our markets, and specifying it on hotel projects. Like, for example, we have a... <coughs> Uh, a hotel right now that we'll be working on, the architect wanted to do one thing, but we came in and said, hey, we'd love to show you a different line, different value, different price points. And if you have credibility and a good vendor behind you, they'll entertain that option. But th- without those relationships, it, it wouldn't be possible. So my one recommendation would just be be super honest, shoot straight and promise and definitely deliver. And if you can't deliver, pick up the phone immediately and let them know about it. That's it. Yeah, so your 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 vendors that you picked up, the couple that you have, um, they're exclusive with you, and they won't let anyone else buy in your same territory. Yeah, so that's because we went as far as going to Europe directly to them. So some of these guys would never even be in the United States if it right. wasn't you, for you us. Brought them here. Exactly, yeah. and everyone knows, especially in Europe, how hard this market is, how hard it is to survive in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh man, this, it's like a win for it's, both it's, sides. Exactly. So this is a handshake contract, or you guys legitimately oh, no, have no, 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 pages no. and pages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lawyers on both sides, absolutely. Okay. I think that was. I mean, in uh, Europe, it's a little <laughs> bit different. You know, they, they will handshake, but we're like, no, 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 that's not how we do so it. So you're cutting deals. You're saying, hey, if I push X amount your product then we'll get x amount more you know back at the end of the year and do rebate programs with those manufacturers that's more of an american thing definitely uh that works that's very heavy in the appliance world Mm -hmm. that's heavy in plumbing world you got spiffs right yeah all that stuff um not really with these guys these guys are just like just sell Sell as much as you can yeah and the more you sell the more you'll get so one of the companies actually first just tested us out like the cabinet that you're leaning against Mm -hmm. said we'll give you everything from maryland up but we still want to have the rest of the country just to play around we started selling crazy fast and proved to them that we need the whole country now we have the leverage of sales behind us they'll give us the whole country so there's always going to be negotiations back and forth you need to understand what you need what their limits are but um um, it's, it's impressive. You, you say, hey, uh, I can't play in the Kohler game because I don't have a big enough showroom. Um, I don't want to sell consumers anyway you know, to, to, the, to the residential people that are, you know, have homes mm-hmm. individually. And you're like, you know what? Hey, screw everybody else. I'm going to go bring in my own products that are probably better. Yep. And um, and bring that information to the marketplace. Exactly, that's crazy. That was literally the the thought process behind it. I mean, it was, you know, just like I mean, it's that's really a big the, fuck you to the everyone else. Pretty right? much, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just <laughs> I like, yeah, that. we're we're the new kids on the block. Literally, that's why I say a lot of my friends are like, you're the wolf of kitchens yeah. and baths. You know, you just came in, and I mean, it's unheard of for a company. We're we're doors haven't been open eight months. We're specifying a 300 unit hotel in Soho. That is unheard of for a company our size. We're competing against companies that are 20, 30 years old that have millions of dollars of inventory, millions of operations mm-hmm. behind them, you know, and billions of dollars are probably of transactions for over the years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really don't look at it that way. We're, it, 
every industry can get disrupted. Everything right? can get shook up. Exactly. And, you know, it's happening in every... So we looked at it and we're like, hmm, why isn't someone doing all B2B? Like, those are the guys that really matter. Like, those are the guys that bring you the clients behind them. They're the ones that's spreading your word about the product. These people go to network events and talk to 50 other people like them. Yeah. It is viral. Why wouldn't you concentrate on that market? So we saw, again... Maybe we're crazy, or maybe we really saw something others don't. So we'll find out in a couple of years. Pretty sure <laughs> just like, hey, the everyone else that's around us, just fuck off. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Essentially. I, 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 always, it. I always tell my assistant, I'm like, you know, we're going to start sending apology letters. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we just fucked you over. <laughs> that's awesome. I like yeah. it. Yeah, you always, I, we always look for things that can mess up the old, the old path that's always just been there, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's just the way that it's done. No, Yep. Go to hell. Exactly. That's not how. It, that's not how it's going to continue <laughs> exactly. because stuff has to change, right? Yeah. And 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 by doing that, you have a competitive advantage against all of them. Absolutely. And they don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's literally it's so funny because some of these uh, like other bigger distributors look at us as a little guy, so they'll approach us and say, "Hey, do you want to buy something from us? Do you want a two step? Because yeah. we know you can't go to direct to Kohler. Nope. Do you want to buy Kohler for me?" And I'll be like, "No." So after the conversation <laughs> and we really? tell them our business no. model, they will reach out and be like, "Hey, do you mind talking to us about your marketing?" strategy yeah. I was like uh, no <laughs> catch me so, on the Instagram yeah, yeah catch me <laughs> catch me on the story <laughs> that's, that's but, awesome yeah. yeah hold on a second what up what up yo question for you of course you like marketing so do I um, do you leverage your marketing capabilities to some of your customers Absolutely. Okay. Uh, that's my way in. Literally, it's funny you bring that up. We're doing an event. So most showrooms would do an event like lunch and learn with a faucet company. They're going to show you how the cartridge works. I'm like, come over, ask me any business marketing question. You know, and recently we've been featured in Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It. You know, that it speaks to some volume. You know, I talked to, literally spoke to him the other day where, you know, I get insane, invaluable information from him that I'm now able to pass on to other people. I don't use it as a tactic. I just really know that one, 50% of people is going to fly in one ear and fly out the other. Uh, two, won't execute at the level that we're executing it at. So I'm not even worried about that. And three, some people just can't keep up with, you know, how fast we're innovating. So a true innovator, like Steve Jobs didn't worry about Samsung. You know, he just kept mm. on going. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, what, man. yeah, this you is just what we're doing. Shit, you, know what I mean? you know, so like, I, I feel like absolutely. So we're literally doing an event uh, based around marketing. That's going to be like for builders, architects. And it's like the complete package too. So you, that's another reason for them to work with you. Right, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, and then li literally we open up the books. We're like, you know, call us anytime. Like if you're struggling with stuff, you know, if it's a builder and we're like, let's jump on the phone for 30, 45 minutes and I'll show you how to put the website together, quick little campaign and you'll 10X your, you know, what you're doing right now. And they're like, really? That's awesome. Thanks. You know, so like we, you know, just value, you know, I truly understand. First book I ever read, the only other books outside of Gary Vaynerchuk's, I only read oh, yeah. one book. It was called uh, mm -hmm. Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. He was the, he I was in that book changed my life. That really made me under like at first I looked at customer service as a 1-800 number, you know, like something that was on the defense, like it was what solved problems. That book makes you understand. So this guy, just to put it in short, created Zappos, which was then bought out by Amazon for a billion dollars. At this time, these numbers were unheard of. And essentially this guy 
didn't you know bezos didn't buy zappos because it was a shoe company he bought the formula this guy masked this guy sold him what is now amazon like literally and people don't know that so anyways like what he was doing in that book and talking about is just over delivering on service it was like one year to return we would pay for the shipping back and forth i mean he was taking hits left and right yeah we do the same but thing but that's what made people buy because they knew they exactly. were exactly we yeah. lose money every day we have a campaign where i call an uber for anyone that can't make it here yeah we you see know it. i literally just spent you know if i opened up my uber account you know people are like that's someone's rent that's someone's like lease payment on a car but to me i don't even think of it that way anymore it's an investment that i know is coming back and the more you like the less emphasis you put on that you know on that value and that customer service you know that it's like on the defense and you really make it offense it'll it's a game changer and yeah, to the to the customer but he in that book he talks about uh the the employees yeah exactly like that's the magic right exactly yeah like google bit his concept of like happy office we'll get you whatever like this guy literally bought like his top 10 people like penthouses in vegas or something they were like working out of these penthouses Mm -hmm. going downstairs grabbing drinks going back up working (laughs) i mean whatever works right Right, they sold for a billion dollars for a reason you know so we took that to heart you know and And he didn't want to sell it yeah he didn't yeah exactly because he knew knew what he had he knew what he had he broke the brick and mortar model forever you know, and Amazon now is the monster they are because of that. And Bezos is just an amazing, uh, Bezos, Bezos, right? Uh, yeah. He's just an amazing businessman. And he didn't look at it the way he did. He was like, this guy created it. I'm just going to scale it. I'm just going to put, f- you know, more gas in this flame already. And that's what's yeah. happening. So we're doing the same. Whatever customer service works for us, we're just going to dump more money into it. You know, fly to more trade shows, you know, fly to more countries, just aimlessly looking for relationships because that one relationship might change the course of yeah. your life. I'm with it, bro. You know, so... Yeah. We're all about that. He's definitely about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I see you, man. Your, yeah, state, your new name, I'm telling you, that. state to state. State to state. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's interesting. How, when did you meet Kurt? Uh, we met on uh, just on Instagram, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we just it. kind of hit it off. I mean, because he would post the, the videos with the music all the time. Uh, and, I'm, you know, I, I, have, I used to be a DJ. So music is like my, a key to one of the keys to my heart. Man. I was like, man, this guy knows some classics. And yeah. I was like, okay, this guy got good taste in music. <laughs> and, you know, it was just hard to uh, find like-minded people today. And we just kind of clicked. And I think we met at a trade show after that. And, yeah, just nah, like I'm... No, a meetup. A meetup. No, dude, we had the meetup yep. at mm-hmm. 115. Yep, yep. Here, 115. That Remember was, that was that was yeah, when and I then first the trade met show. The, yep. the char, there's a bunch of people there. So yeah. the DJ in your hobby now? No, no, not at all. Give it up because you're too busy. Yeah, yeah, it's just that the hobby is just now. Whenever I can squeeze in a little trip, that's just that's the hobby yeah. now. That's it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, you're, it's you're, you're what your day is what. Four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. No, no, nine, I'm 12, I'm not what? like I'm not like a maniac. You know, a lot of people do the. I wake up four in the morning. Look at me, I'm in the gym. But then, like at twelve, they're like sitting down and reading a magazine, or like at two, they're doing something else. So like, it's not about how early you wake up. It's about the hours that you do want to physically work. What are you gonna pack into those hours? So like, I know I can't get up at four thirty. Like, you'll never see an Instagram post of like anything less. Like, you're not gonna have a seven in that number, maybe even. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. just my lane. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, but I get done from nine 
to seven or nine to nine or nine to eight, what a lot of others may be doing two days or whatever. Yeah. So like every minute, every second is something. And that is the mantra here at, you know, in our business that, you know, don't forget we're on clients time. We're not on our time. You know, people are paying us to do this. So we really try to maximize as much as possible. You know, I stress about getting back to people within the hour if we can. That's emails, phone calls, like within minutes. And this you know. is all personally driven, right? Yeah. Like all your perspective. Yeah. Like what you feel is necessary in your business For model, sure. correct? Yeah. So you're still involved in heavily in the day-to-day? Oh, 100%. Okay. I, everything goes to me. The only stuff that I started stepping back from um, is content creation. So like anything okay. that is professionally done, like yeah, yeah. pictures or yeah. videos. Which makes sense. Yeah, like before I would like really want to be involved with the logo design. And like now I'm just like, you can't. You know, there's there becomes a point where you need to step back if you really truly want to scale the company. And you can't really be romantic about you're the guy that has his hands on everything. You just got to do what you're good at. And a couple of, about two and a half years ago, I had an epiphany where I realized I am not a creator. Like, I'll never be a designer. I'll never be an architect. I'll never be a, an amazing builder. You're but I am a salesperson and a marketer. And that is where my passion is. So I just 10x that. And it just so happens to be those are very good things to be good at. For sure. So, Doing what you're doing, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely so. It's Perfect uh, it's, combination here. But yeah, <laughs> that you, worked out well. I think you might have won the lottery on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That was that was accidental, I think. That's it. Like, oh. you just landed on the whole imperial Kinda. decision, everything. That's it. Was like, it. So one day, <laughs> I woke up, and it just happened. That's it. Lies. All lies. So I'll do, I don't know if you do it. He's going to ask you another serious question. Yeah, a serious questions today. Get ready. Fuck you. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. He's asking another serious one. I do like a stairway goal where I, like, I run all my, for the month, what I want to do, right? And I and the bottom stair is like the most important. It goes all the way to the top. And then I pick things that aren't for me and I give it to somebody else. And mm-hmm. they take care of that stuff that I, you know, uh, can't do. Uh, or is it something that you kind of do uh, that, uh, to look at like what? You'll do things that are like super important to the business that 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 nobody else can do. Yeah, and then you kind of work on them on the side while you're doing everything else. No, no, actually, so I did that. Um, that was like last year, and I was just burning out because not only are you concentrating on doing the A stuff, you're still thinking in the back of your mind about the B stuff, and then you have to think about where is that transition point where A gets more than B or B gets more than A, and it's constantly moving. And that's just not healthy, in my opinion, when you're trying to just go move the needle up and scale. So now there's an assistant for gopher stuff. Drop off a sample, pick up a box, drop off a box. Right, you're delegating. There's an assistant for admin work, for email. So the the goal is now, and I hope that we're almost there. One, we're completely paper-free. So that eliminates a lot of headaches, which means I could operate out of my phone, out Mm -hmm. of an iPad. Mm -hmm. But what the goal is now, probably in about six months from now, because we're looking for another assistant, is to for me to only do sales. Like I only do dinners, lunches, client greet and meets, sales, and that's it. Literally, if a client has any other questions, it goes down. And I don't even think about it because I put the right pieces in place to be able to do that. Because I know that's the part that I can scale. Like I know if I have five meaningful meetings in a day, those are probably five very meaningful pieces of businesses, Mm -hmm. which then now could get passed down the funnel and down a conveyor Mm -hmm. belt and Mm -hmm. down a conveyor belt. And then you grow that. Then I hope to have maybe a GM, like a sales GM under me. There'll be like a mini me where he could do three a day Mm -hmm. and I'll do five a day and then on and on. But to your point, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you, I would just 
I like to cut it off. Like this is what I'm good at, and I don't want to touch anything else. Yeah, I try to work on like legacy things that yeah. I can implement in the business that are long term. They affect the company long term. Right. And you're saying is that you're best suited in that position, and exactly. that gives the company that le- that long term. Exactly. Constant win. growth. Constant growth. Because the second I stop, I know the company is not growing. Because if my mind is not free as a marketer, as a salesperson, I'm the company's suffering and is just eating money. And in the business that we're in, you can't just be churning money. You know, you really need to be building business every single day. Um, yeah, we don't really have like inventory and a crazy overhead, but still, you know, like this is not really cheap rent, you know, and cost of business in this part of the country is very expensive. So the second you are not moving, you're definitely losing. That's So you get to get your suppliers that are um, shipping this stuff direct mm-hmm. to the job site. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And what we do is we don't let anyone touch our material. So because we don't have to have the overhead of the logistics, I can pay a guy two to 300 bucks a day to literally sit, accept a delivery with a label gun and label everything for the customer, hand organize it, which is value that no other vendor can do. Check quality. Exactly. It's one of the reasons why we've also been very successful. You know, so we do. It all goes down to the book, you know, service, 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 service. You know, I I would have liked to use the tagline powered by service, but that's Zappos. So I could, but I'd love to. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, for sure. Service translate into sales naturally. Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I think we... No? Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to talk about nothing? You ain't got nothing on your mind? I mean, right now? Like, in what's general. Your favorite, what's your favorite thing in this? Favorite thing here, I would say, is this kitchen right here. I mean, high-gloss lacquer is, like, the staple for European cabinetry, and it really speaks to a high-end client, and it's actually illegal. You know, our EPA laws and stuff like that do not allow us to spray, you know, in the United States. So you have to get it either from Canada or Europe. So that's, like, my... You know, my golden nugget for everyone's like, hey, by the way, like this is a true European lacquer. It's what they call a piano finish is when you could like literally look, yeah, you know, cool. see yourself in the reflection. But this, I would say, is the uh, just the line period and just that relationship with the Spanish company is really exciting. The one thing I, I, I could talk about is it's in the works. I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. No, I'm just saying, like, we're uh, we're thinking about? about doing a, a white labeling our own cabinetry line. So this uh, company has seen so much success. You know, we are almost outgrowing their, not to say their size because they're a big factory, but their image, sort of. So like if someone goes to Imperial, sees what we do, and then they're like, oh, it's by this brand. And then they go to that brand's Instagram and that brand's website, they're going to be like, oh, that's kind of weak. Where are these guys? So we might as well just drag it along with us to not sacrifice and potentially lose clients because that company doesn't look big enough or it's not based in U.S. or it doesn't have the big marketing. Right. It- it's just they weren't on the front side of that, you know, monster. Exactly. You know? But unfortunately, today that really matters. Yeah, I you know. know. Like, it really know. does. So I, I think we're going to do that. We're thinking about a name. Um, might be Couture. That's one of the names we're tossing up. So my Couture cabinetry. I mean, it's basically going to be European, you know, made in Spain cabinetry that's going to be white labeled by this company, essentially, which will now have the control to drive the designs. So one of the campaigns that we'll probably do is we'll reach out for all the top designers in the United States and see who would like to jump on and design their own vanity, design their own handle style and really make it fun because we see that, you know, yes, people are doing ambassadors, but we're like truly want to like bring on partners and design partners and like leverage that. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that might be something exciting. Cat's out of the bag now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. 
It's funny because what we was talking about already. Yeah, you. I'll Ooh, tell you later. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a there's a there's an after hours podcast. Well, there uh, it's not private? on the podcast. You yeah. know what I mean, I don't know. Nice. You know I mean, I don't know. <laughs> nice. We'll figure it out. Right? Nice. Anyway, yo, do you got any questions, brother? No. Yeah. Why don't we Why don't we introduce your buddy? This is your second man, ain't it? He's he's he's, he's shy. He's a he's shy, shy man. We're 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 very we're, shy. We're we're cultivating him. Okay. To be the savage that I am. <laughs> Do you want to at least like tell people who he is? Or no? yeah, he is uh, essentially like family now. He is my right hand man. He is the admin executive assistant. That is the title we'd like to hold around here, and um, he's basically my day to day. So I was just, for example, I spent Thursday, Friday, Saturday in LA trying to poach some clients and and get some business he was really essentially holding down the operation so little by little he's probably going to transition into a gm that's what i see for him and then we'll hire salespeople under us um but he's you know one of the nicest people i've ever met and for me i will choose the jockey over the horse any day you know and i bet on the person you know, all always, day. So always. even if you don't know a craft that I need you to do or mm. a skill, it doesn't matter. Your personality and your 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 drive and everything will push everything. Yeah, that's yeah. huge to say. That's yeah. that's how we look at um, hiring or partnering. Same thing. Whether you're partnering with another business mm-hmm. and they have the same values, they're in, in the same line. They have the same um, you know personality that you're looking yep. for. You know, you look at how you want your business to go and you and you 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 go and you find those people that are similar mindsets exactly which is huge oh yeah and that's how great things were built you know like the most great stories are started like that we're just two guys that really got along or two gals or a guy and a gal or what have you you know and then that pushes everything because when you're free to be yourself to be truly comfortable and know that people are not judging you based on your level of skills or lack of knowledge or whatever the case may be it opens you up and that's really what we like to promote I tell my assistant all the time I'm like what would you do in this situation and then if that answer sounds great I'm like that's awesome. Good yeah. job. And that gives him that battery in his back to keep moving forward. So one day I could stand back and take the, you know, take the little wheels off the back wheel and, you know, let him ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. That's awesome. That's sweet. Pretty cool. I believe that's what, that's what gets you to scale quicker when yeah. you find that kind of talent. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It people without it. I mean, it's just impossible. You're, you're only one person can only do so much. I, I also find I hire people and they're better than me because I was doing 15 different things mm-hmm. at a 10% level. Yep. Right. And now they're doing that at a hundred percent level. Absolutely. And now I can get my 10% or my 20% exactly. back for me to do what you're doing. Yep. You know, at that, when you're trying to move into, um, just the really good stuff that you're good at. Yep, you know? exactly. Yeah, and unlock it all. Absolutely. Um, should be that's fun. huge. Yeah, should be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah we hope uh, hope things go the way we plan. <laughs> it's just hard work. That's hoping. it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I take that back. We don't on. we don't say that word around. Yeah, here. That's we don't weird. Hope. We yeah. work we work hard day go. in and day out. There you go. Every you minute, go. every second. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, um, hold on. So you're an immigrant. Yep. Came in here. I am too, kind of. Oh, yeah. So I'm like remembering the first time like I stepped foot in the U.S. And I'm just curious. This is just a stupid question. Like I didn't know how to ride a bike. 
Did you know how to ride a bike? No, no. I, I mean, I came here. I was like 11. So like, <laughs> he's and so excited right now. You saw <laughs> I knew it because I knew it. Like, yes, because I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I was There's like, this guy never liked me. Like, <laughs> he didn't know how to ride a bike. I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, there was a lot of things I didn't know how to do. I mean, this is now home. I mean, I I definitely grew up here. I mean, I came here. I was 11, turning 12. Um, unfortunately where I come from, you know, it wasn't a big city. Um, it was a very, very, very tough environment. You were very limited at what you could do as a kid. You literally had to go outside and literally kick rocks. Like literally that's what you had to do. And maybe someone had a soccer ball. Maybe someone had a basketball. Cans. Did you do the can thing? Everything. Everything that you could kick. Really that like move that you could then chase. Like that was the game, you know, or you know, what was a fun one? Like after rain alongside the, the, the street, you'd have the little streams that go down and mm-hmm. make little little boats like little sailboats out of match out of matchsticks and like race them you know like this is this is how i grew up so when i came That's here tough. i was like opened up i was like what right this it's just like the movies <laughs> yes. it's, like, it's like really the movies, just like dude, the movies. i'm gonna like, connect with him later but yeah. and it was crazy <laughs> that was one of the reasons why i really went wild i mean from 12 till about 25 is just black line because like when you take someone that's been so like oppressed and like closed in and like had zero opportunity and you drop them off to like an area right outside of New York City, there's lots trouble you could get into very quickly. What do you mean? So yeah, I mean it was. No, just, you don't got to get into it. That was yeah, it's all right. It's in the book. You can pick up the book. There's a little plug. No, plug. yeah, don't be doing that on here. It's for my guy. It's for my guy. It's for my guy. It's for my guy Gary. I, I don't care. You don't need no Come plugs. God. Everybody knows Gary. Crushing at New York Times. You know, I'm gonna freaking <laughs> crack you in the skull with his chair. <laughs> But yeah, so no, I could, I could totally, yeah, it was definitely a, um, you know, a wild experience, but I am, it's one of the things I get asked a lot, like, especially after the book, people DM all the time and they're like, oh wow, it's probably like how far you've gotten that drives you every day. I'm like, not at all. Like, that's just the plus. Like the fact that I'm able to breathe American soil is good enough for me. I could have been in like Wichita. I would have been just as happy, like legit. So when you have that behind you, that's enough motivation. Like, I don't need to look at memes. You know what I mean? And I don't need to, like, watch rah-rah videos by Tony Robbins. Like, I just get up and I'm like, it's another day. Thank you. You know? So, like, I can totally relate to what you're saying probably for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, we used to we used to have, find empty cans and, like, there's, like, a, a little line, like, I don't know, 20 feet out. Get our slippers and, like, try <laughs> to hit the can. Dude. Anything, yeah. anything, bearings yeah. from the bike, just like rolling it down, see who stays up, the, just <laughs> stupid stuff, you know? No, I used to do the same thing. I didn't grow up what, where you guys grew what? up. What's your excuse? Well, I was weird. Yeah, I get it. That Man, makes you sense. Know. You played with sense. your thumbs, didn't you? <laughs> no, no thumb playing. <laughs> this guy. That's awesome. This guy. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Huh? You didn't know how to speak English. No, I did. I learned watching Disney movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so wow. you could but. sing like all the songs, huh? <laughs> Cinderella. Uh, Aladdin, um, Beauty and the Beast, and I'm not singing any songs. But you know all of them, huh? Because that's how you little learn. Little Mermaid, a little bit. Nice. A little bit? You have to know them by heart. If you learned English from these shows, he could probably break out right now. 
<laughs> no, no, awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have that luxury. I just, we just kind of had to. It was crazy because I was like one of literally one of the two Russian kids when I came here because like we didn't move to like New York City where there's a lot more Russians. So we were in Teaneck, New Jersey, and there was like nobody there. So I was just like a fish in the back of the back of the room, just soaking it in. But that pressure of like being a kid and not being able to fit in, just like expedited the learning process because I was just like looking at everyone and I'm like okay he said that he laughed that's a joke I'm gonna say that like and you just your mind starts to work at a level that you didn't expect that was that was that's not normal, though. Sure it is. When you, that's called survival skill. That right, but out. I'm saying that's... When you're in the woods okay. by yourself, you'll figure out how to eat and make fire, believe right. me. But I'm saying that's what <laughs> propelled you. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, for it was, sure. It was, but some other, other people might have like went into a yeah, 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 shell yeah, state, sure. is what I'm saying. Like Not everybody's going to react that way. For you sure. reacted in a good way. And just like Brian reacted the same when he got over here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, right? no, right, like, not right. everybody's going to do that. That's anyway. a good point. Whatever. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course, man. That was cool. Sweet. He's, he's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, Sorry. he could sing The Mermaid. I, I know, duh. bro. Like, I mean, yo, legit. that is for raw. That's legit. So <laughs> how, how, how do you deal with massive pressure? Like, oh, every, every day is probably something was really awesome. And then, oh, fuck. And then something was really awesome, right? Is it like that for you? Yeah, yeah. I actually really struggled with that. Um, Really, really did. I actually, I probably like to think that I lost even a relationship to that, you know, because I was just like almost, it looks like you're bipolar, you know, but you're not. You're just carrying so much weight when the clock comes off because you're it. Yeah. You're where the train stops, you know. Number two and you number three. can't ask anybody else. Exactly. Number two and number three are there till six. And then yeah. they're like, sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm out. You're in your own. I got shit no to more, do. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the toughest part, man. I mean, I think you're, you're bringing up a really, really good one. I Literally, I had to like get like all kinds of help that I like, whether it was a book about learning how to like level your mind. I've tried headspace. I mean, you name it, it gets that crazy. Like where you just, you know, and the worst thing, you know, some people turn to bad things, right? Drinking and what have you, you know, that's something that, you know, it's not even an option. So you really have to find healthy ways. So like I try to do the gym thing and just like really burn out, you know, especially as a man, right? Testosterone plays a huge level, right? And for women, it's, you know, other things, you know, like really just get it out of your system, you know, don't let it bottle up. I think that's what helps me. So whenever I do feel that, like I'll literally like, thank God I have tinted windows in my car. Like I will (laughs) yell from the top of my lungs. And like hold it up there like I'm an opera singer. But then guess what? It just that much better. Like you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? But you got to let it out. You cannot let it sit in because I was doing that before. And then I was bringing that home and that's just not healthy. You know, and I know whether you're a contractor or whatever, it's business. You know, we all have the same problems. We all have the same pressures. Little or big transactions. Those are just numbers. The pressure is the same. You know, the pressure right. of not it's, being able to provide for your family or... The bubble you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. It's, Absolutely. That's it's where all the, the pressure same. comes from. It's not yep. that dollar amount. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. The it, dollar amount adds to right. it. Right. But you sure. still... In, when you're in that situation to that person, that, that amount of money is going to feel like... Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. that other amount of money may seem like astronomical to somebody else. And it's like, well, that's just normal. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, <laughs> you know, the one thing that the reason why I had to grab the bull by the horns, not only just so I can maintain a personal life or whatever, or not like burn out, but in business, you know, there's no room for emotions. You know, at the very high level, there is no room for emotions. When you're talking to a developer or a builder and you're talking about a trip, you know, seven digit number, a six digit number, 
there's, you know, you have to act and present and carry yourself a certain way. And the second you let emotion step in, everyone's going to notice that the room's going to be filled with it and people react to it, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, you do not want, whether it's, you know, even if it's on the low end, even if you're negotiating over a hundred dollars, you know, you can't let, you know, emotions come into play. So uh, I feel like you just really have to let it out elsewhere, not, you know, at work or with personal life. What do your, what do your parents do? Um, my father passed a couple of years back, okay. um, and my mom is sort of sort of retired. I kind of just keep her at home. You know, I, she've, she gave me the biggest present that I could ever ask for, you know, and she brought me here. So now I'm trying to do my best to return the favor. So she's sort of on, like, almost disability, but not okay. really. But I'm kind of helping her out with the rest. But I'm trying to, like, really get her set Take up. Take so care. She, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, yeah, so she doesn't really uh, do much. And you're an only child? No, I have a sister. Okay. She's uh, she's uh, fairly successful as well. She does uh, physical therapy. Okay. So um, that's pretty cool. cool. So when I get banged up, I go to her. Oh. Yep. So that, I mean, that's, that's works a pretty out. good it's setup, cuz. Yeah, it's an expensive <laughs> Yo, <dude>. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, so when you work them crazy long hours and fall asleep on the couch and stuff, like... Yeah. You can call up the sis and be like, yo, Next I'm hurting. It's <laughs> all messed up. You got to tell me what to do. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome. I just didn't, you know, figure yeah. people would probably like to know a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, sure, sure. What, what do you hate about this business? Uh, what do I hate about the business? Um, the lack of respect. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like that's the biggest um, I don't know why our industry from from the bottom, which is the clientele, okay. like the end user, most likely. When it's B two B, not so much. It's not so much as respect. It's just much more transactional. Yeah. So it feels cold, mm-hmm. and you know, like you're not getting you know warm hellos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we're clients, especially when we started as a renovation company. That's when you really feel it. You know, it's it's really tough. I mean, just because you have a dirty job, or you you know, you're a plumber, you're an electrician. All of a sudden, you're less than, and you could be talked to a certain way. And God forbid that client is a lawyer or a doctor. Forget it. They're looking down on you, like literally looking down on you. So there's something wrong with that. You know, your craft, our craft is no different than anyone else's. You know, we're taking care of the heat in your home. We're taking care of the plumbing in your home. You're putting roofs on people's (laughs) homes. You're doing, you know, every, (laughs) you know, (laughs) exactly. So like, you know, there's just, it's not a two-way street. And I feel like... You know, like when you go to a doctor's office, you don't act that way. You know, when you go to a lawyer's office, an accountant's way. office, a travel agent's yeah. office, yeah. a realtor's office, you don't act that way. But all of a sudden, when you have a contractor, you could beat them up. Yeah. You could talk to them like they're uneducated. You know, I definitely... I, I'd have to agree with that. I think it's interesting because um, I know contractors and they make more than their clients. Yep. <laughs> yeah. A lot more. Yep. <laughs> and this guy is like, you're less than a person. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because why? Because I put your... You know, plumbing in. Come oh, on. absolutely. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Literally, one of the times I've got burnt, and it was very few, I think once on the renovation, both times were both on a renovation end, hence why we hate that side. <laughs> um, first one was a um, long story, but the second one was really tough to, to swallow because it was a very good transaction. The project probably lasted about two months. Everything was great. Finished on time. Everything was just the way it should have been. We had a change order midway through the project, and we always make clients sign it and everything. But for some reason, I couldn't find it. Just kill me, I couldn't find it. Right. We get to the end, and we're like down to the payment and shaking hands and kissing cheeks and everything. And the guy's like, "Yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't think I ever got that change order." I was like, you, you, "But you signed it." 
And he looked at me, like looked me in my face mm. and was like, I never saw that change order. That was the hardest thing to follow, to swallow, especially from the background that I come from, yeah. because you quickly want to turn to an alternative <laughs> yeah, solution, yeah, you know? And I really had to kind of keep the professional hat on and just keep the image of my lawyer in my head that, you know, it would probably be worse the next morning Yeah, <laughs> when I'm in a jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the hardest, but I feel like that happens every there, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, there's losses all the time. And, you know, you just are like, and they feel oh, like that will never okay. happen again. And they know? feel like it's okay because I don't know, like, what clients think the margins that we're working on. Like, it's just insane. And all it's of a sudden, HGTV. everyone's an accountant and HGTV. everyone dissects your business. We're like, well, listen, 5000 really? Well, <laughs> yeah. all right, let's, let's really break this down. Five guys, you're paying them 200 a day. I'm like, stop right there. Yeah. Stop yeah. right no, there. Well, whatever, you're trying to yeah. do, your, do math for you. Yep. Yes, I agree. I, yeah. I, I don't understand how some now I look at those I've I've had the same situation and I I just walk away and I'm like you know what I I believe in karma absolutely and guess what you're gonna get hit somehow oh yeah I'm true believer and I believe that it it'll go down I won't know it but at least I can walk away saying I did everything I'm in the right and absolutely. and you just tried to you know do what's wrong and yep. you know you did it exactly and this is gonna come get you oh absolutely yeah it's that black and white. That's the only way I can walk away from Absolutely, that Absolutely, me too. Otherwise, yes, I'm breaking a kneecap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I know I laid it all out there from the bottom of my heart, right. and, and that's it. Like, what you else can you right. do? That's just what like principles, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you live by them, like, it'll eventually work Not everybody lives out. by them. No. As you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Absolutely, no. absolutely. But, like, try doing that to the IRS. Like, try doing that to your lawyer. Try doing yeah, that to your look. doctor. Like, you're getting, oh, yeah. you know, they're going into your bank account and taking that. <laughs> you yeah. know, or you're going to collections. But with yeah. us, it's like, oh, they'll forget about it. Don't worry. Yeah. They'll make it up on the next one. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you, you said earlier when we started this, handshake. Yeah, yeah. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. And a true person of, his, of their word, whether it's a signed contract or not, would be like, yes. Yeah. You know what? I did sign that. Mm -hmm. Here you go. You did a great job. Or Absolutely. even if they didn't, they would be like, we know you did the work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. that Maybe we didn't, but what, what did they call it? Okay. And you, it wasn't like you were trying to take advantage of them or anything. No, no, no. So I mean, yeah. whoever's listening yeah. to this as a homeowner, you <laughs> yeah. better listen. Yeah. Because yeah. that karma's right. coming for you. It's, it's coming. It's not coming. It'll, it'll, it'll get you. <laughs> it's going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about um, we're going to try and go live. Right? Yeah, yeah, let's do all it. All right, so that's what we're going to try and do with all the guests. Um, hour. What we are have we an at? hour left. Yeah, well, we'll probably hop off of here because I know he's going to be We've got some getting time. out of we here got soon. Time. We've got a little yeah, time. Yeah, but we still got still to do oh, the that's live, right, that's too, right. remember? So um, it's kind of want to leave it as like a digital format of like advertising for our buddy, like let them know what's going on. So we're going to go live on. We'll go on to John. We'll go on to John. We'll do a question and answer. Whoever wants to ask some questions or get in there and talk about whatever. Um, and it'll just sort of go from there. If it takes off, it takes off. If it don't, we'll kill it. Sounds good. Um, and then we're going to start doing meetups, right? Something yeah. like that. Sounds good. Figure it out. Meetup time. So, I mean, we're going to we're gonna get off of the podcast and do that off outside of it? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. This was cool, oh, man. Thanks for being on the Johnski. Absolutely, man. You guys are you guys <laughs> yeah. are awesome. This is fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this some other time, too. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe without Mike, so it's like just chilling, right? Yeah. It's a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs>